Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, demystifying the myth that government workers are not efficient. People stay at government agencies uh, and other public sector institutions because they believe in the mission and what the organization is trying to accomplish. And day in, day out basis, they have the same challenges that management and employees and commercial sectors have. If you live here in the D.C. region, you inevitably have many friends who work as technology consultants to the federal government. It is one of the largest industries in our region. But how many of us actually know what our friends do on a daily basis? Well, I thought it would be fun to demystify what it actually is that technology consultants do for the federal government and bring in an expert who works in this industry. Robert McNamara is a managing director at PWCPS. His company's actually brand new. It's a startup spun out of a larger company, so he's had the recent experience of starting from scratch, putting together new teams and figuring out where the coffee machine is. Uh, each day he was working with government technologies and how they're going to be more efficient to make our tax dollars go further. So we're going to talk a little bit today about, well, is it actually possible to make government more efficient? How do you go about doing it? And what's it like to be an entrepreneur within a startup organization come out of a large organization. So, Robert, thanks for joining us, first of all. Well, thank you for having me. It's great to be here today. Well, I'm sure I'm not alone in, in expressing at least a little skepticism about the idea of creating efficiency in government. How do you actually go about doing that? I've had the opportunity to work with public sector entities and providing them advisory, management, technology, strategy, consulting for over 15 years now. And it's really been a fantastic career path for me personally because you're actually day in and day out able to help organizations achieve what they're trying to achieve, whatever their mission or goal is. You know, for a commercial entity, oftentimes it's just increasing profits or being able to capture new market share or introduce new products. For a public se sector entity, it's helping them help citizens in many ways, um, helping them provide additional services, help them run more efficiently so that funding then goes to provide the benefits to citizens. And that gives you an additional reward from what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis, whether it's improving uh, a management team and their leadership capabilities, helping them apply technologies in new and innovative ways to accomplish their mission, or you know, working with their operations and driving out, uh, whether it's efficiencies or process improvements. Within the private sector, I, I think people intuitively get the idea that you know, you know if you improve how something works by using software that makes it better or you teach people how to be more effective. It makes the business more profitable. People mm -hmm. get that. I have had a lot of folks, many who live outside D.C., say that people who work in government really don't care about efficiency and there's no profit motive. So why do people that you work with, why do they care and why do they listen to your recommendations? Well, it's an interesting question because while there's no profit motive, there's actually a higher level incentive or motive based on the mission these organizations support. So let me give you a couple examples. You know, for the VA, if you can apply technology to, in, to reduce the wait time of veterans to get a doctor's appointment, you're actually improving individuals' health. And that's a large incentive to many people who work at the VA. They've been their entire careers. While they may not be interested in whether or not the VA, if it's a commercial entity, you know, drove a profit, they are passionate and live every day to help veterans get the care they need. You know, another example is the Postal Service, and one of the many federal agencies that exist that we know of, but one of the few people actually deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, their mission of making sure everyone has access to mail, packages, communications, 
while that's changed in the digital age over the last 20 years, you know, they still have the focus of driving out high quality service, uh, reaching all Americans, making sure there's there's equity in the access to information and logistics services, both from small businesses and large businesses and the individual customers they serve. So the leaders of that organization feel passionate about making sure citizens have the service and support they need. It strikes me that what you're really getting at is that people who work in government actually want to do the right thing, maybe more often than we give them credit for. That's completely true in almost all the organizations I've worked with. People stay at government agencies uh, and other public sector institutions because they believe in the mission and what the organization is trying to accomplish. And day in, day out basis, they have the same challenges that management and employees and commercial sectors have. And they navigate those challenges to do the best they can, from my experience, to accomplish their goals, to provide the services that the organization is trying to provide, and get things done. Interesting. Do you think that the mission the mission aspects of this is maybe the biggest reason why somebody would choose to be a, a public sector-oriented uh, consultant vis-a-vis a private sector consultant? That's been part of the reason I've chosen that path. But you know, from speaking with a lot of colleagues who've done this for you know decades, that is a large component of what they enjoy about serving public sector organizations, that there is an opportunity to add value beyond the profit line. And when you measure results at the end of a project or initiative, then you can use terms like how many more citizens were served or how many more people got benefits versus just dollars and cents. Well, I'm a startup guy. I've been around many entrepreneurial ventures. <laughs> I find it somewhat interesting. What's it like being part of a startup that spins out of a large organization with a bunch of people? How, how entrepreneurial does it actually feel? It actually feels very entrepreneurial. So a little bit of background, I was at a large consulting firm, over 420,000 people, and transitioned to PwC's public sector business, once again, part of a very large organization. And it was recently divested and is now uh, owned by a private equity firm, independent entity, and we're rebranding ourselves in the federal market. So it's a really exciting time. There's over 1,600 professionals working in the business. So while it's a quote-unquote startup, it has a large base and serves most of the major federal agencies. But at the same time, it has an incredible leadership team and a real spirit of innovation and entrepreneurship throughout the organization. So you really feel like you're at a much smaller, nimble, flexible organization. And I've, I've been given the opportunity to build the strategy practice, something I led in the past, with a dedicated focus on IT strategy and helping government agencies, other public sector institutions, better apply a technology to achieve their objectives. So the next time somebody comes up to you and says, what do you do all day? Sounds to me like we've got an answer. Most important thing, what's most fun about this job? The thing I enjoy most about this job, other than working with a lot of smart, talented colleagues and getting to think creatively about technologies, new digital capabilities to have organizations advance what they're able to do is serving the clients. We have a tremendous number of committed clients that I've had the opportunity to work with. When I first started in this profession, some of them answered President Kennedy's call for service. That's how they first entered the service and they've been doing it for 30 plus years. You know, now a lot of these roles are transitioning to millennials and the spirit uh, for them is is simply the same. They want to help others. 
They're passionate about what the organization is trying to accomplish. And when you have a client that cares about those things, then you want to do everything you can to help them. And when they succeed, whether the organization meets their goals, provides better service to citizens, make sure people get their benefits checks, make sure people get health care services they need, or, you know, warfighters have the logistics and materials they need to be successful um, overseas. They not only feel a tremendous personal pride, but you get the satisfaction of not only helping their customers be successful, the end citizens they serve, but also you see them progress in their careers and grow. And that provides me personally with a tremendous amount of satisfaction. Well, Robert, thanks a lot for coming in and demystifying an important industry here in the region. It was great to be here. Thank you, Jonathan. And we want to say a special thank you to these show sponsors. What's working in Washington wouldn't happen without the support of other organizations here in town who want to make a difference by highlighting how a region grows. Montgomery County Economic Development Corporation, their business development team can help you find the best talent and ideal location and the latest in market and business intelligence. Your business starts with MCEDC. Connect with them at thinkmoco.com. And TEDCO. TEDCO invests in early stage and life sciences companies. It produces resources and connections that companies need to thrive in Maryland. Tedco's mission is to discover, invest in, and help build great companies. Learn more at www.tedco.md. And Jones Lang LaSalle, they're a leading commercial real estate service company within the Washington, D.C. metro area, serving the technology, government contracting, and professional services industries. JLL's strategy-led approach and expert implementation results in cost-effective and flexible real estate solutions that help their clients succeed and grow. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan, online writer Barbara Ulrich, music provided by two D.C. region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening. See you next time.